This podcast is proudly part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more Kaiju and Tokusatsu goodness, go to kaijuramenmedia.com. Standing by. Complete. Greetings, heroes of the internet. I'm Travis. And I'm Nathan. And we are the Henshin Men, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high-flying and high-kicking adventures. In this installment, we will be discussing Kamen Rider episodes 50 and 51. The monstrous Kame Stone's Killer Aurora Plan! Kaijin Kame Stone no Satsujin Aurora Kikaku! The nefarious Turtle Stone and X Shocker's latest plan, Operation Blind, using a blinding Aurora light that will rot people's eyes from the inside out. The Rider Girls are afflicted by this light, and not even Hayato is immune to it! Can Kamen Rider defeat Shocker while blind? Hello again, heroes of the internet. Before we get started on this week's episodes, I want to remind all of you to listen all the way to the end because Travis and I have a big announcement to give you all in case you haven't been paying attention to us on social media. Isn't that right, Travis? Yeah, we're super excited. Oh yeah, this is going to be good. But anyway, let's get into this week's episode. So, this first one is rather amusing. So we have Gamera versus Common Rider. <laughs> Gamera with flashing light powers. Yes. Yeah, so Gamera is a flasher. Blinded by the light. <laughs> wrapped up like a turtle. Another kaijin in the night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which then turns Common Rider into Zatoichi. Which is <laughs> just as funny. Yes. Zatuichi. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Zatuichi, the blind writer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently, apparently Hayato is so cool. He can ride a motorcycle by ear. He's Daredevil yeah. now. There's going to be so many references in this. So <laughs> I, I, I wanted to, t I actually thought about titling this episode, the writer without fear. Yes. Of this yeah. episode. That was one of the options. I do have a note in here when Hayato is like describing how, you know, he can use his super hearing to be able to still function and still fight. And I'm like, and that is how I became Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You could tell that this this motif of the the blind uh, I'll I'll say it, the blind badass is just <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's been around for a while and it's always really cool for those who don't know Zatoichi is a Japanese film character it was very popular he's kind of like James Bond in a way over in Japan because he just has a gazillion movies and it's just following the character yeah doing he's crazy he's adventures a, he's a lot like a Clint Eastwood kind of like uh, you know uh, pale rider uh, man with mm -hmm. no name type character 
you know, there there was a lot of, I mean, of course, there's been a lot of big samurai franchises and samurai movies. You know, you have Lone Wolf and Cub yes. uh, and other uh-huh. ones like that. Which is based so, on a manga. Right. So, uh, so you know, Zatoichi is one of those ones, but it is one of the more popular ones and one of the ones that has actually made it over here to the States um, because of its popularity. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you can actually buy most of the movies in a massive box set. I forget who released that. Was that Criterion? Seems like a Criterion. I'm pretty sure it was but Criterion. But we're not here to talk about Zatoichi. <laughs> yes. No, we are here to talk about one of your favorite things. And this episode has a lot of it, which is evil <laughs> disco lighting. Uh, the deadly daylight disco. That's how I put <laughs> that sounds like a, a, an album title right there for you deadly disco deadly daylight disco <laughs> <laughs> this episode has a ton of the deadly disco because that is like the main power of the turtle monster that we have here and turtle stone kame stone which it's kame stone because kame is japanese for turtle yep Yep, Kame Stone or Turtle Stone, uh, however you want to yeah. translate. I think or even Gamera's name, yeah, even Gamera's name is derived from this word. Well, otherwise his name would have been Kamera, which yeah, <laughs> which makes sense. Kamera, Kamera. Yeah, but then it was sounded like Camera. So <laughs> right, we have to talk about the Rider Girls for a second because one of them, or it might have been Goro at first looks at the lights in the sky and is blinded. Ah, my eyes. Oh no, my eyes. And so what what does the next one do? The other one looks up and says, Oh no, my (laughs) eyes too. My eyes are. So what does the next one do? The uh, the next one looks up to see what they're looking at. Oh no, my eyes. ah!" Like idiots. Stop staring at the thing that is hurting your friends. (laughs) Now I'm just thinking, now I'm just thinking of, that scene in a bug's life wait don't look at the light i can't help it it's so beautiful Ah! (laughs) (laughs) oh man so yeah i just a bug zapper in case nobody knows it's a bug zapper it's just it's just so stupid like just stop looking you idiots <laughs> yeah but anyway the the doctor says that their retinas are destroyed but that he can fix it with this drug that he's got um oh most he must have got it from Taki and the fbi because they have things that will fix everything <laughs> they they will they even bring a a special fbi thing that that heals them too like it, 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 it later on in the episode so it's like yeah yeah no the fbi just has secret stuff that heals everything including like destroyed yeah, retinas uh, as someone who had a traumatic eye injury in high school uh <laughs> Yeah, I, the concept of one's eyes rotting from the inside out is just horrifying. I n- realize that this is a cheesy superhero show, but the concept is horrifying. And yeah, the the idea of of a light that's so bright that it slowly rots a person from the inside out from their eyes is is kind of horrifying. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, we were hinting at it, but yeah, it's not a magic drug this time, but it's special issue goggles, which Hayato takes off after he henshins, because apparently 
his helmet doesn't protect him. What good is this helmet <laughs> other than concealing his identity? Yeah, that is a good question because the helmet doesn't protect him from this, which which, to be fair, this is like the first time that that Hayato has been like really susceptible to something from from a uh, one of the Kaijin and his cyborg writer form doesn't even protect him so so i i'm I'm willing to let it pass that his writer form doesn't protect him because it's the first time and so it's like you know showing how shocker is getting better at creating kaijin that can actually affect even you know the writers and their writer forms yeah for sure for sure although (laughs) i have to say uh, it wasn't the first, it wasn't his entrance technically, I think, but uh, Turtle Stone showing up to fight Hayato the first time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had it written down too as the Kool Aid Man entrance because, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> his entrance was so good. He crashed right through a wall that had a door attached to it, but. <laughs> Well, we're just going to ignore the fact that the door was right there, but <laughs> nah, uh, turtle stone strikes me as the kind of guy who would say doors, doors are for pansies. <laughs> 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 I make my own doors. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I said before we started recording that I was going to tell you something funny that happened, uh, involving Daisy, my cat. So yes. I'm, who may or I'm may wa- not interrupt us tonight. <laughs> Who may or may not interrupt us. Also, my dog may or may not interrupt us because my dog is not feeling so well. So he may uh, interrupt us with some noise that he makes. But beside the point, uh, I'm watching this on my TV and Daisy is sitting next to me on my chair. And she she like she's gotten into the habit now of when the TV's going, she'll actually sit there and look at the TV. I don't know what it is. It's just the flashing moving objects. It's like, you know, she's just kind of intrigued by it. And so sometimes I'll put stuff on the TV for her to watch like birds or squirrels or something like that. And it, you know, gets her attention and everything. But anyway, so she's sitting next to me watching Common Rider with me and she's fine up until they cut to Dr. Shinigami. And when Dr. Shinigami comes on screen and it's like a close up of him in the like shadow, you know, oh, no. light, she takes off running and just bolts <laughs> out of the room. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, Dr. Shinigami scaring your cats every day of the week. <laughs> he is a he is a pet scarer, which I mean, to be fair, knowing shockers history with pet, <laughs> like Daisy, your instinct is right. <laughs> run away, run far, far away. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, cats are a little bit farther down the list, I think from puppies, bunnies and virgins, but <laughs> it, what, what gets me is that, so that happened because they did it once in the episode and she bolted out the room and I laughed and everything. I thought it was cute and funny, but then, you know, as the, as time went on, I was still watching the episode. She comes back in the room. She jumps back on, on my chair with me, sit, sits next to me and they cut to Dr. Shinigami again, 
later on in the episode and it scares her again and she runs away again. So it's just like, <laughs> it is specifically Dr. Shinigami. It is not anything else in the episode. It is specifically him that she is scared <laughs> of and runs away. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Now, now you need to test that and watch other things with Amamoto. <laughs> yeah. Throw in King Kong, uh, King Kong escapes. See if she runs away from Doctor Who. Oh man, yeah. When he comes on, Doctor Who comes on the screen. See if she runs away. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Who. Hello, Daisy. How are you? <laughs> Got a little bit of little bit of Boris from uh, Boris and Natasha. Uh, <laughs> That's because he was dubbed by by Paul Freeze, same actor. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it is definitely there. <laughs> <laughs> also, I may have uh, voiced the character for a hot second on the on the Monster Island Film Vault. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I did want to say that I liked about this episode that we don't get a lot of, and that is like good detective work because mm. there's a, there's a moment where uh, Hayato's in the, in the hospital recovering and he, you, he's been sneaking out at night to practice riding his motorcycle while blind to see if he can actually do it. And Tachibana comes in and Tachibana like deduces and figures out that Hayato has been sneaking out and riding his motorcycle. And he goes out there and checks the motorcycle and, and like is realizing, Oh wait, no, there's gasoline poured over here. Why is there gasoline? Why would somebody <laughs> pour gasoline out? And then he opens up the thing and he realizes, Oh wait, this isn't gasoline. And then he realizes somebody put nitro in the, in the uh, tank and and so the whole thing, I just I really liked how Tachibana was like being a good detective, you know, it's like, like I mean, he's not a detective mm -hmm. by, you know, any stretch of the imagination, but still like just, you know, the, the way that he was figuring things out. It's something that you don't see a lot in these episodes, them just figuring out mm -hmm. things like that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> Another thing that's a little bit different is we have another japanese american fbi agent robert tanaka Ooh. that yeah. sounds like the name of a guy who's that sounds like the name of a guy who should be in a fighting game yep. <laughs> like a street fighter clone or something like i am robert tanaka <laughs> and of course <laughs> he's totally awesome he's totally ba and a traitor <laughs> well okay no he's not a traitor I know technically he's not. I technically he's not. Technically, Turtlestone killed the real guy and then right. and has been impersonating him. But I still kind of wrote down it's like, is this kind of playing into the the Japanese I guess for lack of a better word, fear of outsiders and foreigners? That's been a very potent thing for them culturally. Hmm. I don't know. I think it's more of because we've definitely seen shocker agents impersonating other characters and other people. Yeah. So so I think it was just out of convenience uh, that yeah. this, is, this is a person who was called in. Hey, I can impersonate this this guy and get close to the, the characters, the main characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
it, that is true. And I think it, that that suspicion of mine, that interpretation, I think is for the most part nullified with the revelation that Turtlestone killed him before taking his form. Mm. So yeah. he really was the good guy that Taki was saying he was. We just never get to meet the real him. Yeah. Although, you know, another thing that Turtlestone's really good with, <laughs> apparently his favorite American superhero is Captain America, despite being evil, because he can pull his shell off and throw it. <laughs> right. <The> shield slash. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's really funny, like, seeing the turtle, like, shell fly off of him and just hit things and then just have, like, a little explosion that everywhere it hits yeah. it's so it's such a great little thing <laughs> i actually i thought it was actually pretty clever i'm like that actually makes sense you know if you get like an outer layer of the shell that he can just pull off and use like a shield um i also really like that the majority of the final fight takes place in an abandoned amusement park abandoned because no one can go outside with all the aurora lights it's not like a a rundown amusement park it's one that was in use recently but now is abandoned mm -hmm. what did you think of the climactic action sequence when we had kr2 trying to trying to fight all the bad guys with bad eyesight i well blind he's blinded yeah, I thought it was really good. I actually liked that, that, you know, he, I liked them fighting in the abandoned amusement park. Would have liked to have seen more of it. I think that the, the they could have done more with the, like, what was it, the tilt-a-whirl type thing or with the teacups. Yeah. Like, I would have loved to have yes. seen him actually, like, struggling while fighting on that, but it, it kind of gets resolved fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish they had leaned into it a little bit more, personally. Maybe just a little bit more. They did. Oh, they also used the fact that his eyes hurt, so he would actually stop and have a headache, and then that would give the shocker goons and the and turtle stone an opening. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, it, it's it was a good set piece. I think they did a good job with it. I just wish they would have done more with the set piece. Yeah, I would agree with you there. But overall, pretty solid episode, I have to say. Good kaijin interesting story the deadly di the deadly disco <laughs> good set pieces for the end pretty solid episode all around i have to say got anything else to bring up before we move on to the next one uh no no not really i'm right there with you i think it's a it was a solid episode i really enjoyed it i i like you know the the whole uh hayato being weakened uh of course you know I, you like to see heroes on the back foot because it just makes their victory even more earned uh and mm -hmm. yeah so seeing hayato on the back foot for majority of this episode was was a lot of fun mm -hmm, mm -hmm. also yes I, once again convenient fbi cure yeah. yeah the fbi is holding out on so many things they got like a whole like they got a whole warehouse full of miracle cures that they need to start giving to people. They probably got like a cure for COVID or something back there. And you know, they're just <laughs> holding out on us. <laughs> Screw these vaccines. <laughs> we got the real cure. <laughs> and with that, I think it's time we can move on to the next episode. Transition. 
Rock Monster Unicornos versus the Double Rider Kick. Ishi Kaijin Unicornosu Tai Daboru Raida Kiku. A scientist creates a massive laser gun in secret, and Shocker sends their latest Kaijin Unicornos to steal it. The monster's petrifying spit turns Emi and Goro to stone, so Hayato turns to Hongo once more to fight the unmerciful unicorn. Common Rider has to face the power of rock. <laughs> oh wait, it's not that kind of rock. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know Medusa had a pet unicorn. <laughs> uh, this monster is crazy looking. Just the 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 one eye and the horn and the weird like uh, what do you, it's like destroyer fin thing on his head. <laughs> He's the one eye one horn punching purple rider eater. I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's crazy. He's crazy looking. Uh but Yeah, this well I mean if you and apparently in this universe unicorns exist because this is another one grown from a fossil because shocker growing kaijin from fossils is a thing. All right. Go yeah, we need to it. keep a tally of how many mythical beasts uh, are like confirmed to exist in this universe because we've already got yetis. <laughs> we already know that the yetis exist in this world, uh, and now unicorns. Oh, oh and uh, and mummies, and mummies, yeah. and mummies. Bada, bada, oh, yeah. bada, bada. <laughs> can't forget, can't forget the mummy. Oh man, so. Now, listeners, if if you if you are picturing this monster in your head, if you haven't seen this episode, and you're picturing this monster in your head, and you're picturing your typical European style unicorn, which is a horse with a horn. No, no, absolutely not. That is not what this looks like. This thing looks like some evil crab weird monster with one eye and i don't know what to make of it like what <laughs> it is one of the wild it is one of the wildest looking uh, kaijin that we have had on the show i'm looking up pictures of it right now just to refresh my memory <laughs> yeah it's it's wild looking i like it i like I, it I will but it say is... this i i like the headpiece and the torso is good but the the purple tights yeah. seem a little out of place. I know green and purple, usually a good combination for a supervillain. I mean, look at most of Spider-Man's villains. I mean, mm -hmm. they all love green and purple. Mysterio, the Green Goblin. But uh, it just looks weird here with this. Maybe it's because the belt is a clear dividing line on this thing. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I mean, we know that like the budget does uh, for this show start improving. And so the, the, the Kaijin suits have been improving over time and, and we're going to get some better ones, you know, in, in upcoming episodes, but this is one that's just kind of the, all of the work went into the mask, into the headpiece. And then 
very little went into anything else on the suit. It's just it just went into just spandex tights and that's it. Yeah, yeah, like a cre- like a ridiculous headpiece. Good lord, a ridiculous headpiece. Like like if you just showed someone just this mask, it is wild. Which it is, is just wild. It makes but, and me then the wonder. torso's all right. And then the torso's all right, but then yeah, it's just spandex yeah. tights and some boots after that yeah but it does make me wonder and i don't know this i do not know anything about this i know a lot about i I, i've been doing a lot of research on japanese history japanese culture things like that too so i know some of the stuff going into some of these episodes but i do not know the japanese view or how they interpret unicorns traditionally now I know, you know, like we said, the, there's the European style unicorn that you that you see that is, you know, basically just a horse with a horn. But this has such a weird design that I wonder if there's something more to what a unicorn is in ja- in in Japan. Like, do they interpret unicorns as something more than just a horse with with a horn? Well, funny thing, I decided I'm going to Google that. So I Googled unicorns in Japan, and the first thing I get has nothing to do with the mythical beast. It has to do with unicorn companies. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and, and a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of unicorn, like, because unicorns have become a, a thing, like, yeah, they've, they've branched over from, from European culture to united states culture to to uh japanese culture so i mean you know like you unicorns and the rainbows and things like that have become a thing a part of like japanese street fashion culture and stuff like that but mm-hmm. the, the oh, only thing I think, yeah yeah uh in uh the only thing i could think of is that i know in like chinese mythology which you know a lot of Japanese mythology does start to borrow some from Chinese mythology. There's these like dragon horses that have horns, but uh, that's the only thing I could think of that's similar to what we might consider a unicorn. But mm-hmm. they they don't really have anything like that in their in their like culture or, or their like mythologies and stuff that that exist in Japan. So. I don't know why this monster looks so weird. It's just a, it's just a a weird interpretation, a weird design interpretation. When I heard the word unicornos or, you know, when I heard there was a unicorn monster, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be like a a horse monster, maybe a centaur or something. No, no, it is not that. It is not that at all. (laughs) And then you add on to the fact that... (laughs) He has petrifying spit, not explosive spit, not spit that melts you. No, it turns you to stone. <laughs> it is kind of cool, though. I do kind of like the. It the, is. The, I, the I, I spit. love this kaijin. Yeah, we've had a good. We've had a good run of uh, episodes with great kaijin of the week, and this is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is this is great. I I actually do really like the 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 petrifying power and the and the effects that they use to make it uh like whenever he spits on yeah. on the characters yeah. uh Emmy and Goro. I like that effect. Yeah. So Yeah. And actually you know what this kind of reminds me of, but maybe it's just because I've been watching through 
this show recently and I just finished it. But it reminds me of the orgs from Power Rangers Wild Force with the it, horn and a lot of them have one eye. It does. It does. And I, I and if I remember right, the orgs in uh in there, they have one eye or the number of eyes they have is like it distinguishes their ranking or something like that. Or maybe it's the number of horns they have I, that distinguish. I, I, well, it's the I forget, but I do think there was something kind of like the master org has three eyes has three eyes and the well 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 <laughs> we spoiler for a show that's been out for 20 years now uh but he doesn't have three eyes <laughs> not, not until least. later not until later not initially he has a fake eye yes yes but the but the duke orgs have two eyes and and everything and the the their horns are very important. You don't want to mm-hmm. they don't you don't want to lose the they don't want to lose their horns because bad things happen if they lose their horns. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I this definitely fits in with that. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I wonder if Gal Ranger is the same way. I haven't seen Gal Ranger yet. But I did just get pick that up thanks to my uh, thank, thanks to my tax refund. I bought all the Sentai sets that <laughs> <laughs> that Shout Factory has put out because it's called podcast research material. Hmm. Yay. Uh, <laughs> writing things off on taxes. Woo. Uh, <laughs> so the, the main plot line for this is, so we have Emmy and Goro who were turned into stone. Hayato and the rest of the team are trying to find a way to break through the stone that that has them trapped and they go to a scientist who has developed a super energy beam. (laughs) Yeah, It's the tried and true. I made an incredible, but dangerous device scientist trope. Yeah. And, and we had this same exact plot line before. Like a scientist yeah, that built at least a, a couple of times. Yeah. Of a, a scientist that builds a laser and then is, is so terrified by its power that he doesn't want anybody to find about it, find out about it. And then shocker comes and steals it like that. that that's we've seen that a few times in this show. Yeah. And it's goes all the way back to Godzilla 54 with Dr. Sarazawa. Oh, yeah. I can't let you have the oxygen destroyer and things like that. Yeah. Uh, which technically also kind of goes back to J. Robert Oppenheimer because he kind of regretted helping to develop the atomic bomb because of everything that came afterward, even though it seemed like a good idea at the time to end the war. And, you know, that uh, that discussion is beyond the purview of this podcast. But, you know, it's. It's an idea. It's not a new idea here. It's even older right. than this show. <laughs> it's even older than Godzilla. It goes all the way back to the at least the 40s. If you're talking about real life examples. Well, yeah. Yeah. Now, I have to ask. Taki, why are you going in the spooky cave by yourself? <laughs> <laughs> because he's Taki and that's what he do. It's <laughs> just like I'm like Taki, Taki. You know, you know how dangerous this is. Take back. I want to know how we. I want to know how he knew where it was. <laughs> like, did he just get lucky and go in and conveniently walk into the hideout cave? Well, no, because because the uh, um, 
because Tachibana had called Taki and Hayato out there to the cave to help find Emi and Goro when they went missing, and they did find the two of them, you know, petrified and stuff. So so Taki knew where Emi and Goro had had been when they got hit with the petrifying spit stuff. So so he's just going back to that same cave. Only now the cave uh-huh, has been okay. Only now the cave has been redecorated with uh evil candles and bones everywhere. <laughs> you have magic candles? I was like, we're getting, going back to the weird magic candles again. Okay. We <laughs> shocker. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just, I'm so confused. Hail science. Once Hail more. science. Just... No, I, okay. So the th- <laughs> what got me more was that Taki got hit with Dr. Shinigami's mental powers again. Like Taki, you've already, <laughs> you've fallen for this once before. Why are you still doing this? That's <laughs> <laughs> just something else we'll add to the memory hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Plop>. Yeah. <laughs> but it all leads uh, back to a, of course, the thing that we all love to hear, which is Hongo's back. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're not even hiding it at this point. Nope. <laughs> they, nope. they aren't hiding it. And there's a reason why they're not hiding it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been saying it for, for a few weeks now that uh, the episodes, the, the, the frequency that Hongo has been making guest appearances has been increasing. And it seems like they're kind of like trying to ease us into him returning as the full uh main writer again so you know this is again another uh, occurrence like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean i'm not complaining why would i complain I'm- no totally <laughs> not complaining i do have to say though i hope that hongo is getting those frequent flyer miles because he's been going <laughs> back and forth between Europe and Japan and back to Europe. And again, at the end of this episode, after he finishes, even Hayato says, are you leaving without saying goodbye to the others again? It's like, yeah, like again, you're just leaving again. I feel like at this point, Hanko has got to be looking at his cyclone and just thinking, can I put wings on that thing? <laughs> Is there a way for me I, to I travel and not pay for it? <laughs> <laughs> I need a flying motorcycle. <laughs> I know I'm a grasshopper and not a locust, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, find a way to fly so that he doesn't have to pay for the constant trips back to Japan. I mean, we know that cy- the the cyclone can jump. It's not too much of a stretch to figure out. I don't know. You know, we'll pull a Batman and put a jet engine on the back and a pair of wings. It'll fly. Because yeah. Comic book logic. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's or you can strap mu- a jet pack to his back and just hold on really, really tight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, common writer meets the rocketeer yes <laughs> the writer tier <laughs> come and ride that tier <laughs> oh man but i that you know you'd much, watch it <laughs> oh, oh heck yeah as much as i as much of a, of a fan of the rocketeer and common writer as i am merge those two together heck yeah 
<laughs> uh, you were wrapping up. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, that's pretty much all of the notes that I had for this episode. Okay. So if you didn't have anything I'm, else. I'm, well, no, I'm going to run through a few more. First okay. off, we have a new way to we have a new way to make a Kaijin blood transfusion. OK, well, specifically we, unicorn blood transfusion. But. We've had that before, but but. Well, yeah, definitely. This was. um. Yeah, they basically just mixed a bunch of vinegar in with a uh, with some baking soda and then <laughs> injected it into this guy. Yeah, and honestly, this is probably a line that's only funny because of how it gets translated into English. But uh, someone asks, "Shocked are you?" And I wrote, "Yes, shocked by shocker," which has to be an album title. It's some point. <laughs> it's somewhere down the road. Shocked by shocker, <laughs> the the latest from Nessera and the Baby Cameras. I don't know, <laughs> or maybe it's a Writer Girl album. <laughs> <laughs> Goro and the Writer Girls. There you go. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> what <laughs> no no i know i i'm i'm all i'm i'm all for it i'm all for it uh, okay i'd listen okay okay, <laughs> okay. uh and someone can someone please tell me what was on hongo's jacket arm i wrote that down i was like what is what's on his jacket arm? i didn't oh 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 I, yeah i did i did notice that's the tachibana um symbol the the oh um, there you go you know the yeah the kind of like uh, it's a shield with a uh, um the the motorcycle in it and then it's got like a, a red little red yes. symbol in it too yeah okay oh, it's okay. on the cyclone That's what it is. Th- thank of course you would of course you the super fan would know this thank you and then finally one thing we didn't really talk about is that instead of uh, they were trying to get the laser cannon, but when they couldn't get the laser cannon, they decided to settle for Dr. Scientist's notes, and I called it the Book of MacGuffin. Because <laughs> then it's just like, I have the notebook. Uh, no, I We need to get the notebook back. <laughs> Although I did like that the Hayato was smart enough to put a tracker in the book so that when Shocker yes. did steal it, he could follow it and find it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And now we can move on to the awards. <laughs> so these are little awards we like to give out to some standout things in the episodes or movie, because sometimes we cover a movie here on the show. <laughs> and these include things like the Henshin Kick, which we give to the best stunt or fight scene. For me, it was... The climactic battle in episode 50 with Turtlestone. The, the, I wish they had done a little bit more with, uh, with Hayato being blind, but honestly, my favorite part of the whole thing is the fight on the Tilt-A-Whirl, just because I thought it was a cool little set piece. And I've seen Tilt-A-Whirl things all the time from going to small town festivals during the summer and going to theme parks, so I had to give it to that one yeah yeah there was a few good stunts in that even from taki uh when taki first shows up there before hayato shows up uh there's a mm-hmm. few stunts where he he like is riding one of the rides down into the it's like one of the water rides but it, it's, it's on rails and mm-hmm. stuff and so he's fighting one of the goons while riding that like i thought mm-hmm. that was a really good stunt scene uh you know me mm-hmm. i like to give this award to stunts that are difficult for the actors because you can just Mm -hmm. 
you can tell that some of these are difficult and i like to give praise to the actors who are doing these stunts and there's a few times like hayato riding the motorcycle blindfolded or or blinded there's a few times where Uh you can tell he can see out of the blindfold and you know it's like there's like little slits that he can see out of it but in the scene where he is trying to ride it at night and practicing, it doesn't look like he can actually see out of that. And so I think the actor, the Hayato actor is actually riding this motorcycle and not able to see where he's going. And that itself made me, even though it is just like, you know, he's just riding it back and forth just in this little zone, this little area. So, you know, it's, it's relatively safe and relatively, you know, easy to do, but still the idea that he's riding a motorcycle while blindfolded, that's a, that's not an easy thing to do. (laughs) No, no, it's not, not at all. And now we move on to our next award, which is talking Toku for the best special effect. Mine goes to the Unicornos suit, despite the fact that the the bottom half is just tights and boots. The top half just makes up for it. I would I, and runner up, I would have to say probably goes to Turtlestone. I like that suit as well. But Unicornos wins because that mask is just ridiculous. <laughs> It is. It is. And I, and I liked it. I liked the mask. I liked, uh, I did like turtle stones, uh, design too. We didn't really talk as much about him as we did with unicornos because unicornos was just such an out of left field design that we talked more about. It's wild. Yeah. But, uh, so this, this award I gave to the scene where common writer Hayato in his common writer form is being hit by the colorful disco deadly disco lighting and uh (laughs) the deadly daylight disco deadly daylight disco um just the swirling (laughs) the swirling colors all around him and he's you know down the ground kind of you know grabbing at his helmet and then the 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 eyes on his helmet the big bug eyes start to flash and blink and it was just a really great visual effect that they did and they did it with you know it's not cgi it's all in camera effects using just the way that they lit things and using lighting and filters and stuff and i just thought that was really cool Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then our next award is coming at you for the best line. I, I I confess I have a runner up for this, but it's one you'll appreciate. But my winner goes to a line from Taki from the Turtlestone episode where he says, you shocker fiends, you've gotten me mad this time. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that line. Because <laughs> it's a wonderful understatement. It's like they didn't take you off before. Okay. Like, <laughs> no, now I'm really mad. <laughs> and you won't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> well, my my line comes from around that same time in the episode, in that same episode, but when uh when Taki is asking the Turtle Stone, Kame Stone, what happened to the real FBI agent that he was supposed to meet and, and that was supposed to be coming. And Turtlestone has one of the my favorite villain lines ever when he says he's having a rest at the bottom of the sea. An eternal one. 
<laughs> like you didn't have to punctuate it with that. Like the idea of him having a rest at the bottom of the sea was enough. You didn't have to punctuate it with an eternal one. By the way, he's dead. You know? Did you get it? Did you get the idea? He's dead. I killed him. It's just a. He's just rubbing it in. He's just rubbing it's, it in. Rubbing just, it in. Uh, just so we're clear, I killed what? him. By the way. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot to mention my runner-up goes to Hongo because I have to, where he says, don't look so surprised. There's two common writers. <laughs> yeah, I love that line, too. I love that line because it, it goes into, uh, and it just a, a peek behind the curtain, listeners, we've already recorded next week's episode. Uh, so I already know what my, uh, my common atcha award is next week. And that one and my award for next week kind of go together really well <laughs> yeah yeah we'll tell you about it here before uh, after we do minute to hench in it yeah, yeah 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 and then finally we have wth what the headshed for the craziest moment and mine goes oh my gosh this is uh, file this under the ever-growing list of sh the reasons why shocker doesn't rule the world <laughs> but unicornos petrifies common writer oh, no he petrifies hayato he wasn't common writer he petrifies hayato's legs he can't do anything and he walks away the yep. goons don't even do anything yep no nope. idiots they just, leave him. <laughs> they just leave him there they're like oh common writer is helpless we're gonna leave you alone now <laughs> uh, we we need to get the laser gun the laser Laser. The Book of MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah, just ah uh, priorities. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Unicornos. You were doing so well until then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it reminds me of a couple of weeks so ago when we had the the monster that froze Hayato, and they're like, "No, defrost him so that we can <laughs> <laughs> then we'll kill him." It's like why. <laughs> <laughs> just i just just end it now <laughs> this is not hard you just <sighs> i forgot to mention that i had a note that uh while because they do show uh hayato and tachibana and taki and all of them carrying out the goro statue and the emmy statue and oh yeah and I was, I and was, how, and how Hayato just picks it up like it's made of styrofoam, which it probably right. was. It was, <laughs> and I, I, but I was just thinking, I'm like, I, I would just love it if they just accidentally dropped it and just a piece of Goro broke off. And like, like, <laughs> when, when Goro wakes up, I was like, I don't have a pinky. What happened? <laughs> like, um, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have butterfingers, not at all. <laughs> but my award for WTH, What the Henshin, goes to powdered blood and unicorn bones. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. I'm willing to go with just about anything at this point in this show. They, they extracted powdered blood from unicorn bones so that they could unicorn fossils unicorn fossils so that they could turn a guy some random guy into a monster that can spit 
foam that turns you into stones. Uh, sure. But like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. For a hot second, Goro got to be the rock. <laughs> so I, I don't think I complain too much. <laughs> oh man. And now we can move on to minute to hinge in it. This is the part of the show where we give our final thoughts on what we've covered in one minute or less. Would you like to go first, Travis? Sure. All right. On your mark, get set, go. So I don't really want to call these episodes filler episodes, but they kind of were filler episodes. Uh, before we get to the big event, which is coming up in the next couple of episodes that we're getting to. But even with them being filler episodes, I did really enjoy them. They had a lot of fun, action, great kaijin, just loved it all around. And yeah, we're getting enough Hongo teases, so you know something's coming very soon. Wow, 32 seconds. You were way too good at this. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> way, way, way too good at this all righty so now it's my turn so go yeah i'm enjoying this they're, they're definitely teasing the big event that is coming which we'll talk about here we're kind of teasing our own big event too aren't we travis mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so it's uh, we're we've got some parallels going here the show is teasing you and we're teasing you <laughs> in more ways than one i'm sure but like i said Good. We've had a good run of episodes. I like the Kaijin in these. We've had some good set pieces, some interesting stories. It's basically everything that you come to expect from Common Rider. And I appreciate the fact that we've been keeping a, you know, a nice status quo and, you know, can't go wrong with writer team ups. Am I right? 50 seconds. I'm getting better. Yeah. All right. But before we get into uh, the uh, our credits, Travis, it's now it's time to reveal what our big deal is, what our big event is. Yes. Yes. We're so excited. We have a very special guest coming on the show. It's only the second time that we've had a guest along with both of us on here we've had Uh a few guests that filled in for me when i've had to when i've had to take Mm -hmm. weeks off but uh besides Mm -hmm. michael we've only michael's the only person that we've had on here that that uh was here with both of us so now we've got another Mm -hmm. guest who's coming on yes yes and there's a funny story how we got him on the show but you'll have to listen to hear how that happened but we are having quite possibly the only man in the english-speaking world who is a bigger fan of common writer than my co-host here today we are having the one the only august ragone joining us next week and it's for a pair of momentous episodes to say the least we had to have a a big guest for some big episodes because next week we are covering the last of the last main episode for hayato which has a massive team up with hongo and then after that we will be talking about hongo's first episode back as our main common writer and 
August Ragone is the best guy to have on about this. The dude is full of all kinds of common writer knowledge. We were just blown away by how much he knows. Yeah, definitely. Like, like he knows so much about uh, Tokusatsu and and uh, the the common writer franchise. And it was so nice to be able to talk to him, pick his brain, find out some some things that we've been wondering about, some questions that we've had about the show. Because because mm-hmm. you know, to be honest, there's not a lot of resources about behind the scenes things for this show. Like the the a lot of the uh, a lot of the resources that are out there are in Japanese, and there's not a lot of English uh, resources for like pr- production of this show, like you know, in the history of the show. So, getting mm-hmm. to talk to someone who knew a little bit about it, or, or not a little bit, but knew a lot about oh, it. Oh, not a and, little bit. And uh, the man and has enough. The man has enough information to write a book. <laughs> right, exactly. And so getting to talk to him was just really, it was really awesome. And uh, yeah, in our episode, like it's a momentous episode. We have a very uh, momentous guest and the size of our recording definitely uh, fits <laughs> with that too, because we recorded for a while. <laughs> uh, you bring on August Ragone to talk some common Rider? strap in <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh yeah so so we hope if you that think listeners... we talk a lot you think we talk a lot oh baby <laughs> yeah so uh we hope that listeners will enjoy that we hope that you'll enjoy that episode next week we've already recorded that episode that's why we're talking so much about it because we we are so excited because we are we've already recorded so we already know what all happens in the episode so we hope that you will enjoy that episode I can't wait to share it with all of you. (laughs) And let's just say it probably won't be the last time Mr. Ragone joins us to talk some Kamen Rider. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. No, 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 no. It will not be the last time. (laughs) And with that, I think it's time for us to say thank you for listening to The Henshin Men, a tokusatsu appreciation podcast. You can find links to all of our social media in the description of this episode. You can listen to more of me on the Kaiju Weekly podcast and listen to more of Nathan on the Monster Island Film Vault and the Power Trip, which is a Power Rangers podcast, which is also part of the Kaiju Ramen podcasting network. If you found some enjoyment from this podcast, consider giving us a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, and Podchaser. And until next time, what are we going to say, Nathan? I have an idea for a new name for the Rider Girls. The Henshin Up Girls. <laughs>